to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to John chapter 16. talked about power last week and the power that you have on the inside of you. How many have power on the inside of you? Amen. I was coming here excited to talk about power this morning, but now we're not going to talk about power, so, so don't get that excited. I'm going to give you some things this morning that may, may bother your thought life, but that's okay because your thought life needs to be bothered. Just like mine is, is changed. The Word of God will change the way you think about things that you thought were even right for years, and you find out that they're not right. Has that ever happened to you? And things you're thinking, you, you say, boy, I want to teach somebody this because this is right, and then about two months later you think this wasn't even right. I'm glad I didn't teach it because it's not perfectly right. So I just want to show you this morning. John chapter 16. Look at verse 13. Jesus says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, we know this is talking about the Holy Spirit. We found out last week when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive what? Power. You shall receive power. But notice here it says the Holy Spirit comes to lead you and guide you and teach you. Say teach you. Teach. Notice the Holy Spirit is not a preacher. He's a teacher. He teaches you things. He's an everyday teacher who's on the inside of you, who's teaching you. Where is he leading you to? All truth, thank you very much. Into all truth. The Spirit of God wants to lead you into all truth. Now, all truth about what? All truth about the kingdom of God, because that's what Jesus preached while he was here. That's all he preached was about the kingdom of God. So when the Spirit of God comes on you and you get born again, become a new creation in Christ Jesus, many people believe that they've got forgiveness of sins when they got born again, and you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. See, I became, I became a new creation, a new creation. In, Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. That's what being born again is all about. You, you can be forgiven of sins and not make any progress. You can join a church and not make any progress. Matter of fact, if you join the wrong church, you could regress. Depending on what you're taught or what's there. So here this Holy Spirit. He wants to lead and guide you in all truth about the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is different than Christianity. It's different than everything else. The kingdom has its own set of laws, its own set of principles, its own set of morals, its own set of everything, and they've all been written down in this book so that we could line up with the kingdom way of doing things rather than the natural way of doing things. How I many of the natural way of doing things have not worked? But the kingdom way will work. But how do I do that? I study the Bible to find out kingdom laws, principles, more about the principal economy. I mean, you know, God's economy is better than our economy. So we want to learn about all these things. But notice, and sometimes we sing this. I'll just start here to mess everybody up. We always say that Jesus sets us free. But Jesus actually didn't set you free. Jesus made freedom possible. It's the truth. Are you following me? And now we just lost a bunch of people online. Because they've been singing the song their whole life and everything else. No, Jesus provided it. But I know a lot of people who've got Jesus and aren't free. Matter of fact, they're just as bad as they were before they got Jesus at all. But when the Holy Spirit leads you into truth of what Jesus did, it then sets you free. So what's the Holy Spirit here for? He's to lead you and guide you into 
All truth. Say all truth. All right, I want to show you a revelation by the Holy Ghost that if you get this morning or start to get this morning, will definitely change your life forever. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to have to get in your kitchen a little bit this morning, you know, to do this, so. This is probably, other than power and love, one of the greatest revelations that you'll ever get in your life as far as your own life and living it. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, look at verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my what? Now watch what he says. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord. Now, this is very important. When you got born again, you came into the kingdom of God, God was God. God was God. God was God. But notice, there's a transformation that takes place in your, in your life to where you no longer see God, per se, as God. You see God as Father. Do you see the change here? Look what he says. You shall be my God and you shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. Now, what are you going to come out from among? Your thoughts, the way that you think of God, the way that you think of him. And if you can do that, here it says, you would come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Now, there's, there's a different relationship between a Christian and God and a son and a father. A big difference between the two. The Holy Ghost is here to take you into a place where you see God as Father, as a real-life Father. And we pray things that we don't need to necessarily pray because He's our Father, not necessarily our God. Although He is our God. I've got to keep clarifying myself. Do you understand? He's your Father. Let me give you an example. Cashy, when he's in the middle of the floor, the first thing he doesn't do in the morning is intercede to get a bottle that day from his dad. Why doesn't he do that? Because he knows his father is going to give him a bottle when he needs a... He, he's, not, he's not praying on the Holy Ghost so that he gets his diaper changed. <laughs> Come on, are you following me? Why not? Because the father is going to take care of his die-die whenever he has an accident. He, he, he doesn't have to pray. Oh, dear daddy, please change my diaper. My booty's getting sore. Whatever, you know. No, because it is a father-son relationship. See? Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, let's go to, just go to Matthew chapter 6. Say, I'm a son. He's my father. Now, this is a uh, chapter where it says, uh, don't worry about what you eat, what you worry about you drink, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't worry about this, don't worry about that, don't worry about that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All right, I want you to look at verse 31. It says, therefore, take no thought, saying, in other words, don't worry about what you shall eat, what you shall drink, whether all shall you be clothed. Does a, does a son of the natural worry about those things? No. For all these things do the Gentiles seek, 
for your heavenly Father knows. Say, my heavenly Father. Say, he knows. Say, my heavenly Father. He knows. And since he knows, how many know he will take care of his child? Are you following me? Listen to me. If, if you're still anywhere in your life in worry, you're still not in the kingdom of God. You're still in Christianity. People come to me and say, I just don't know how I'm going to make it, what's going on. I prayed, and I fasted, and I studied, and I did this, and I did that, and, and it just isn't working or whatever. And I, and I always say, your father knows. They'll say, what's that got to do with it? It's got to do with your father knowing. And when you know your father knows, when you, he becomes father, you become a son. But not until he becomes a Until then, he's your God, and you're his people. See, God can't treat you like a son until you see him like a so every time you worry, you're saying, he's not my father. He's my God, and I'm his people. Now God can't do for you what he wants to do for you because he's your father, and you need that revelation of understanding that he's going to do that. So whatever you're worrying about, whenever you're worrying, you're still in, you're outside the kingdom of God. When you get in the kingdom of God, there'll be no worry. Are you following? Listen, when you get in the kingdom of God and start operating, there'll be no fear in your life. You won't be afraid of sickness, won't be afraid of disease, won't be afraid of lack. Because here's what he says, fear not, little flock, because your father is pleased to give you the entire kingdom. But since he's your God, you're too busy trying to get those things, struggling to get those things, hoping God does those things for you, praying and praying and hanging on and quoting in scripture and declaring. But your father knows. Your father knows you know those things. So when you get to a place as a sonship and as a child where you know that your father knows, you'll be like Cashy, you'll be like Talon, you'll just, are you going to have clothes? My father knows. You got a debt? My father knows. Here, you're not a kingdom citizen yet if you're praying for things. Because every time I pray for a thing, I don't believe my father knows that I know that thing. You see, if Aaron comes to me and, and, need, and prays to me to get money, how I many know oh, I took care of my kids when they were young? They didn't have to pray to me. Please give me money for college. Please, please. I knew. I was a father and I knew. I knew what they needed. I knew exactly what they needed. And I took care of it. And they didn't care if I took care of it. They didn't know what day I took care of it. They could have cared less as long as it was taken care of. But they weren't worrying about me taking care of it. They weren't in panic to do it. They weren't praying to me. They weren't seeing if they had enough faith to get it from me. Because I knew. Are you listening? See, your prayer shouldn't be for things because the Bible says if you just seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right righteousness, right alignment in there, what's going to happen? All these things are going to added upon you. So why should I pray for the things? Instead, I need to seek the kingdom. And by seeking the kingdom, I've got to seek the king. And if I seek the king, I'm going to find out he's a father unto me. Here's Jesus. Lazarus is dead. He says, don't worry. It's not unto death. It's not unto death. So then he just messes around. He don't even go. What's the matter with this guy? He should be running there like every Christian, 150 mile an hour to get to that place, running every real light to lay hands on that person. He knew what was going to happen. He said, it's not unto death. So he gets there, and when he gets there, he says, now I'm going to pray, Father, but it's not for your benefit. I already declared it. It's already done. I'm going to pray for these people to understand what the heck's going on. Lazarus is going to come out of the grave. I know you always hear me. See, he didn't pray because he needed to press into the Father. He needed something. He already knew what the Father wanted to do and what the Father would do. So he was just going to do it, but the people there would have thought he's nuts if he just said, without praying. We could stay there for a little bit if you want to. 
See? Well, he should have prayed longer. My God, if God's going to do something, then you've got to pray real hard, and you've got to press in, and you've got to fast, and you've got to pray. No, he already said it. He knew what his father wanted. It's not unto death. And he shows up there, and he says, hey, people really going, they're already mad at me. So I got the, the two sisters who were already mad at me for not coming earlier, saying I should have came before he died. They're already upset at me. So at least I'm going to pray something to make them a little bit happy before I get him out of the grave. Are you following? So he just said, well, praise God. Okay, Father, I ain't doing this. I know you already heard me. It's already done. Lathers come forth, and then he came out. Why? Because he had a father-son relationship. Can you find any place in there where Jesus prayed for food, prayed for water, prayed for a house? No. He went to one thing. He says, birds have nests. They have nests, but I don't really need any place to, to lay my head because I got everything. I don't need just one nest over here. I got everything. See? I don't need a bed over here or a house. I got everything. I own everything because he's Lord and he's the owner of every single thing that's there. So if you're in fear, it means that you still don't have that relationship of kingdom father son or you wouldn't be afraid of everything. And some people are afraid of everything. How can you be afraid of what's going on in this natural world when you know who's your daddy in the spirit world? And Jesus says, my father's greater than all. Don't worry about it. My father's greater than all. They were going to take him and they were going to hang him on a cross. You know what he said? If I talk to my dad and I tell him to send every angel I got, you's in trouble. Because that's, that's my father-son relationship, man. I'm not nervous. I'm not fearful. I'm not scared. I mean, I'm going to do this because I'm supposed to do this and it's his will. But I'll tell you what, if I wanted to, I could say, Papa, little help here. I mean, that would have been a sight. I mean, he just said, I am, and knocked him down. I can imagine if the angels should have started carving people up. you think one ear. It was just one ear chopped off. They've been losing a lot of ears before that fight was over with, I guarantee it. No, but Jesus had what? He had a father-son relationship, and basically he just did things naturally because he knew the Father's will, and he knew that the Father would answer his prayer no matter what. The Bible says that, well, let's just go there. Go to Romans chapter 8. I knew this certainly wasn't going to be a rah-rah message. I knew that before I started, so it doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, there's a relationship you can get in the kingdom of God where you don't have to worry anymore, and you don't have to be fearful anymore, and you don't have to be anything anymore. People fear death. Somebody dies, and they're stuck in that fear of death from that person, and stuck on that person forever, man. That's no place to stay, man. That person's with Jesus. Even if you could pray them back, they'd punch you in the face for doing it. Oh, bring him back, bring him back. God brings him back. What are you doing? You think your wife was mean before she died? <laughs> bring her back from the dead if she's a Christian. Yeah, brother. Ain't going to work very good. All right, Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 32. But he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us how many things? All. How many things? All. How many things? All. Well, did he send Jesus? Did Jesus die for us? Does he want us to have all things? Why? Because he's a father. It's just who he is. But as long as we have that God mentality, it's always, do I have enough faith? Uh, why isn't this working? Whenever you're in that, you're cutting God off from doing what he wants to do because he wants to be your father. See? And how many know we mess it up? How many know if Cashy tried to fill his own bottle? 
I want a bottle and I'm filling it up. Well, go out there and you're going to have milk everywhere before it's over with. You're going to get none in the bottle. You can't get the nipple back on. You can't do anything. But bless God, I'm just going to believe more. No, no. Just let your father, why not let him do it? He knows what he's doing. He, he, he's got everything under control. He will protect you. He will take care of you. He will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory if you will allow him to do that. But we don't allow him. We've been taught the religious thing to do. Pray and believe, pray and believe, pray. Well, for his will, you should learn to pray and believe his will and do his will. But for the things that a father would naturally do, it's not dependent on faith. It's dependent upon relationship. Is he a father to you or not? Does he care for you or not? What's going on? Does he know anything? Doesn't he know anything? What's he doing? What's he not doing? Hallelujah. Because he knows who you are. Say, he knows me. He knows. All right, go to 1 John chapter 3. Sooner or later, you almost got to get into a place where there's nothing but God. When you do that, and you know, I got that way with alcohol. I got to where it's God or nothing. Now I give up. I mean, I tried everything. I've confessed. I, I've rebuked. I said every night I'm not going to drink anymore. But I had to come to a place where I just had to said, you've got to do this. I can't do it. And that's the time, you know what happened? I got born again. Tried for 30 years to get born again. Did everything I was told. I went to church on Sunday, praise God. I went on Good Friday. I didn't touch that nasty meat on Fridays, praise God. I thought I had it all figured out. And none of that stuff was helping me because it's all tradition. It has nothing to do with a father-son relationship. He wasn't my father. He wasn't even my God at that time, much less anything else. And I was trying to do all these things. And you know what happened? It just got too simple. I said, do it. And you know what? He did it. Somebody says, how did you get born again? I don't know. I just said... I need help, and he helped me. What did you do? How many times did you fast? I didn't even know what fasting was. Did you tithe? Do we tithe? See, I didn't know all these things. I just let it go and acted like a baby, like a young child, and said, do it. When we got deeply in debt this place, that really helped me because I said, take over. Because this baby can't put the milk in it. He can't put the lid on it. He can't do nothing with that debt. So you, it's all yours, Father. Have at it. Take care of it. Didn't give another thought about it. Didn't worry about it anymore. Couldn't care about it anymore. Just kept going forward. And all at once things worked out. And all at once money came in. And all the things done. And all the things. It's the same way with us. We try so hard. Christianity is so hard. So hard to, to come and to believe and to and strive and, and do enough for God and make God happy. But we're just, we're doing all that for nothing. Also, this is religion that has watered over into Christianity. And we think we're being a good Christian by all the stuff that we do. And half the stuff God would do for you anyway if you just allowed him to do it and found his promise in here. Praise God. All right, 1 John chapter 3. Look at verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world don't know us because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. Say, I'm a son of God. Well, if I'm a son of God, then I expect my papa to take care of me as a son of God. And it's an honor to be a son of God. We've taught on son of God. I'm a son of God. Yeah. Now I've got to go home and worry about this, and I'm afraid of this, and I've got to do this, and i got to. No, you're not acting like a son. See, a son of God here is an honor. We, we were born to be sons and daughters of God, and God wants to take care of his people. Could you imagine your child trying to do everything for himself all the time and messing it up time and time again? And you just said, well, if you just came to me, if you just knew I was going to take care of it, if you just knew I was going to do it, if you just, 
And why is that? Because we don't understand how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. And you can't teach on love enough, but we've got to come to the place pretty soon where it's going to be taken care of. And I'll tell you what, when you start walking into kingdom, people don't like you. Christians don't like you. Half kingdom and half Christians don't like you. Because you should be worried. You should be fearful. How come you're not freaking out? Don't you see what's happening? This is happening, and you're just going along. See, I, I'm too old to burn more years off my life through stupidity. I'm not going to worry anymore. I got a father. I'm a son. Take care of it. Well, you know this game. Well, he's got a problem. He's going to have to fill that bottle himself. I ain't going to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's my father. And you've got to know that you are valuable to him. Go to Matthew chapter 10. He's a good daddy if you let him be. I tell you, even when my kids would do stupid things and get in trouble, they still knew that I'd take care of it. Right? They said, no sense going to him. He ain't going to do nothing. Oh, no. They know if they brought it to me, I'd have, I'd have to take care of it, and it'd be taken care of. Why? Because they were my son, and I'm their father. There's their daughters, praise God. So everything is a lot easier than we're making it, because the kingdom is easy. The kingdom, he's given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness, and why are you praying for him? You already said that. Father says, I'll take care of all things that paid life for me. Well, let me pray about it and press in about it. And why would you have to press in? You think he's a liar? We heard today that the devil's a liar, but God's not a liar. If God said he's going to meet your needs, if God says he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, if God says he's given you everything freely with his son, then neither he has or he's a liar. Which is it? Well, he's certainly not a liar, is he? So sooner or later, we're just going to have to believe him, aren't we? We're going to get forced to believe that he's going to take care of it. So I'm just going to walk in peace, and I'm just going to walk in joy, and I'm going to be afraid. And Well, people are dying all over the place. I'll tell you, you can have somebody who gets robbed in Detroit, Michigan, and people in Florida are triple-locking their doors down here. I don't know if they think that person is going to beeline from Detroit all the way down to Florida and rob your house, but that's all it takes for you to be afraid for 14 weeks then. And he says, don't be afraid if somebody can kill you. Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of these things, praise God. You shouldn't be afraid of anything. Fear not, little flock. Don't fear. God has given me a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. But he's not given you a spirit of fear. See, we want to quote the second part. Give me a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind, but I'm afraid of everything that I come in contact with. Well, no, it's a spirit. Fear is a spirit that will get on you. And there's nothing for you to be afraid of. Your needs are met. He's taking care of you. He's got protection over you. He, he, he'll help you in every area of your ministry and do everything, praise God. And yet we, we, want, we want to force him or, I don't know if I can use this word or not, manipulate him to do things in our life that he already promised he'd do. It's already in the book. He already said he's going to take care of them. The Bible says, by his stripes you were healed. I don't feel very good. Oh, well, let me find that in here. You know, Judas chapter 3. See what I mean? We're going to come to a place where this word is either true or not, and when you come into that place and find out that he is your daddy, Abba, Father, you're not going to be worried. You're not going to be worried about your kids anymore. They're his kids now, praise God. Deal with them. Praise God. Do whatever you need to do by your Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Do whatever you need to do. You teach him that he's your father. Yeah, he's, he's a father now. I get to step out of that role. 
See, they've got to grow up and get their own father, get their own daddy then, and God will take care of it. If they do something wrong, he'll deal with it. He'll take care of it. If they want our advice, they'll come to it. If they don't, they won't. See? We want to do too much. We just want to take over the whole world. We want to set everything up. We want to solve every problem. A war breaks out. We want to do something about it. We want Relax. Take a chill pill and enjoy life. Sit down for a day and just have peace all day long and enjoy it. Well, what if this happens? What if it don't? Well, you know what's happening? The whole world's falling apart. Well, let it fall apart. But I'm in a kingdom that's unshakable. It doesn't matter what shakes around me. My kingdom's just going to stay there anyway, praise God. The economy's gone terrible. I got a different economy. I'm a tither. I'm a giver, praise God. I handle my money right. I don't care if the whole world falls apart. God's going to give me some money somehow. I don't care if it's silver. I don't care if it's gold. I don't care how he does it. He's just going to get it into my life, praise God. It's going to keep on coming, praise God. I thought for a while he may have tricked Toyota into doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't over. Just a thought. But he didn't. He didn't do that. Praise God. He didn't do that. All right. Did you go to Matthew chapter 10? Look at verse 29. It says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father knowing and the very hairs of your head are numbered. Are you following that? Every time I shower and look at the sink, it's 558, 557, 556, Because they're all numbered. How many know they're all numbered? All right, look at verse 31. So if that's the case, fear not, therefore, because you are more valuable than a bird. He said, do you see the birds scrambling around, fearing, running all over the place? No, he provides for them. He takes care of a bird. Some Christians think they're lower on God's scale than a bird. He's taking care of the birds, but he ain't going to take care of me. Oh, he really loves them birds. He sure don't like me. I think they call them people bird brains. See, that's how low some of our thought life is or how much we want to control and take care of everything. Probably not that. Yeah, we got to do it. Don't let, don't let God do it for God's sakes. No, we got to do it. And we get up and talk about what the Father just did and what the Father just... The Father doing something for me every day, praise God. Every time a check comes in, it's from the Father. Every time God wants to do this, I do it, everything. It, it, it's more about just doing what he wants to do. Our Father who art in, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come and thy... That's our prayer right there. I just want to do your will. I just want to take care of your will because by taking care of your will, it sets me up for everything else that I need to set up. All right, go to Matthew chapter 11 while we're there. All right, Matthew chapter 11, are you there? Look at verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, now he just got done. If you want to read before that, you can read the chapter before that. What is he dealing with? He's basically dealing with the same kind of stuff, worrying, fear, and dealing with tradition. You know, all tradition is, and religion many times, deals with traditions rather than deals with people. In other words, they don't care if somebody got healed on the, if it was on the Sabbath day, it's terrible. But how many know people may be more important than tradition? Some people don't think so. See? Because if you get caught not doing what you're supposed to do by tradition in your denomination, then you're in trouble. What about me? I don't care about you. You're going to hell. Mr. Tradition's going to send you right there. 
Well, tradition's got nothing to do with it, praise God. You want to do tradition? Do tradition. But don't make it your God. See? All right, look at it. Verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them to who? babies. See, everybody that thinks they know how to do everything in the kingdom, thinks they know how to do everything in Christianity, got it all figured out. They're wise. They're prudent. They ain't going to get anything because the Father ain't going to give you nothing. But if you get back to being a little baby, I'm in the kingdom, Father, and I don't know nothing. Good. I got somebody by the Holy Ghost who's going to teach you and lead you, guide you into how the kingdom works, how it operates, what takes place, the morals of the kingdom, the character of the kingdom, the conduct of the kingdom, and you're going to have to change the way you think a little bit because you've been taught, mistaught. The Bible says in Romans that we need to renew our minds. Say renew. renew. No, he don't want to give you a new mind. He just wants to renew man's mind because in the beginning, man's mind was and then he lost his mind when he sinned. And he lost his nature and lost the Holy Ghost. But when we got it back, now he wants to renew. So I'm not going to take it back to renew it from where I'm at now. I'm going to go back and see to where I, I was before. And where was I before? I was created in the image and likeness of God and given authority over everything on this earth. That's what I'm being renewed back into. I'm being renewed back into the image and likeness of God himself. I am a love creation. I'm an anointed creation. I have authority. I am blessed. I have everything that I need. That's who I am. You never see Jesus worrying and panicking. They tried to throw him off a mountain and he didn't freak out. Most of us would call the National Guard or something, praise God. No, he didn't have to worry. Why? He had a father. All right, look what it says. Start at the top. I thank you, the Father, Lord of... Now notice, I thank, thank thee, O Father, what? Lord of what? Heaven. Lord of what? Heaven. Now what does Lord mean? Owner. So uh, he says, I thank you because you own everything. You own everything on the earth, everything. We get a word landlord from that. What is a landlord? The person who owns the property that you're renting from. He's a lord. Or he says, I thank you, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my father. How many things? How many things? The, you mean the government? Didn't give him anything? You mean Biden didn't send him a, a check or anything like that? Or nothing happened there? Okay. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father, neither knows any man the Father except a Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Now watch what he says. Here's your lifestyle. Come to me, all you that have been laboring, heavy laden, and I will give you what? Come to you who've been stressing out in your religion and Christianity. Come to me who've been struggling and thinking, do I have enough faith? Don't I have enough faith? Come to me who's working your hind end off to trying to please God. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your what? Soul. For your what? Soul. All right, what's your soul? Mind, Where's worry and fear? Mind. See, if you just allow him to be father, then you won't have to worry anymore. You won't be fearful anymore. He will give you rest for your soul. Your soul's the thing that wears you out. The soul's the thing that wears you down. The soul's the thing that messes you up. It's your thinking. So he says, if you just put me as your father, find rest for your soul. No, notice, my yoke is and my burden is. Now, does that sound like Christianity to you? No. 
Christianity is working hard, fighting hard, trying to get something. You just don't have enough faith, brother. That's why you're not getting it. You just try a little hard. You quote the word a little more. I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm healed. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, when you come into a place where you know your father, you know you're, he's going to bless you when you need a blessing. You know he's going to heal you. You know he's going to deliver you. You know he's going to do anything because he's your daddy. He's my papa daddy. Praise God. He loves me. People get mad when you say that. How do you know he loves you? Oh, dear God, read the book. <laughs> he loves me. He loves me. I'm like the one that says in there, he loved John more than the rest. If I'd have been there, it would have been Tom. See, and, and we don't want to do that in Christianity. Well, I hope he likes me today because I tried to do something good today. I hope he likes me now because I did my best to do this. And, you know, I, I really did good. I tried to sing the best I could up there. I hope it was all right. You know, I don't know what the people thought or whatever. He's up there going, oh, my God, here we go. You probably got to call the Holy Ghost up for help, for counseling. Yeah, but that's the way our minds were trained. That's the way we think. That's the way we do things. And by doing these different things, praise God, it, it just messes us up. So Jesus says, let me help you with the Father. You want to know how much he loves you? If you've seen me. Now, did Jesus ever walk up to somebody who needed healing and say, you ain't got enough faith, come back tomorrow? I just don't feel like healing anybody today. I'm sorry, I was up late last night and I'm wore out. Gets on a hill, hill with all them people every eight and three days and said, get your own food, get out of here. I can't feed you clowns, get out of here. No, so if that's the way Jesus was, and if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's the way the Father is. He loves us. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants you happy. He wants you. He needs you. He needs you to do the will that he's given you to do. And basically the only way you're going to do that is by understanding he is your Father. So when you start to worry, you just got to understand that you have now taken control of that situation. Have fun. Have fun with it. Because you know it ain't going to work out. And how many things did the devil talk you into worrying about that never took place anyway? He just tricked you, got you, or make you afraid of this or that. If you, don't fear, if you don't feed fear in, you won't have fear in. And you got to be careful with what you listen to, the tube, whatever you do. You can listen to some sermons that will scare you. Now, if they're scaring you to go to hell that's, or get out of hell, that's one thing. But if they're just scaring you to scare you, that's different. You don't have to be anything to be afraid of. You have a father. I'm sure there's no fear whatsoever in, in my grandkids right there. I mean, there's no fear there. I mean, they'll jump right up on top. They'll jump off your lap and expect you to catch them. They'll, they're crazy, man. <laughs> and you don't want to say, oh, don't do that, don't do that. You just take them and say, hey, man, if I don't catch you sometime, you're going to hurt, man. That's the way it is. But you don't want to scare them. See, and we put a lot of fear into our kids, didn't we? Yeah, see, that's what we were taught. That's how we get our respect. We make them fear me. They fear me, they'll obey me. Well, how many know that's Old Testament? That was the Old Testament. So we raise our kid in Old Testament and wonder why they don't walk in the New Testament when they get older. Because we messed it up, see? Get that stick out, boy. And there was some fear. I got feared all the time, praise God. Yep. And I tell you what, it did teach me some things. I mean, you did learn some things through it, just like the Old Testament. They did learn some things through it. But there's got to be a time when you want to do it rather than be forced to do it. And God wants a relationship with you, not the Old Testament, where he had to force them back into a relationship. See, he just wants a loving relationship with you now. And it's available to each and every one of us, and we can do it every single day. So these are some things. If you're praying for things, you're not quite in the kingdom yet.
If you're fearing things, you're not quite in the kingdom yet. If you're worried about things, you're not quite in the kingdom. You're not quite trusting the Father yet. Now, does this happen overnight? No. It's a lot of casting down. It's a lot of correcting yourself. It's a lot of keeping worry and fear out of your life because basically we still have that. I have one area yet I continue to work on and I'm continuing to struggle with, and that is driving. My Lord Jesus, I have never seen so many stupid drivers in my entire life. Half the car's got turn signals, the other half don't. And I've got to correct myself on that. I've got to start praying for those, idi I mean, those nice people. Yeah, pull right out in front of you and you're supposed to say, praise the Lord. They're just like I got a new car. We'd have praised the Lord a couple times yesterday with my old car, praise God. Yeah, there's things in our, and it's a pattern. I mean, no, it's a pattern. You've done it, you've seen it, it's made you mad, it's still there, and now, you, now I click. I've corrected, and I'm slowly trying to correct, slowly trying to keep this shut, slowly trying to put up with it, slowly trying to get through. So I'm, I'm slowly becoming the most patient driver in all of Florida right now. <laughs> but I'm not quite there yet. So when we leave here today, don't pull out in front of me yet. You better wait a, you better wait a little while, because I'll get you, praise God, if I have to. Glory to God. All right, one more. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, are you there? Yes. Look at verse 20, it says, Wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, because he doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? In your name have we not cast out? In your name have we done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you Depart from me and you that work iniquity. Now, this is interesting, isn't it? They're casting out devils. They're healing the sick. Lord, I'm doing everything you told me to do, and you didn't even know who I was. Why is that? Because he really doesn't know you till you become a son. Are you following? Can, can, can a regular Christian cast out a devil? Yeah, the devil's defeated. Can a regular Christian heal the sick? Yeah, he has the Holy Ghost in him, the power. But if you want to live in a relationship with God where God knows you and you know God, you have to come into a son and father relationship, is it? Now, why does God say, I Never knew you, because you never knew you. Did you get that? Might have went over some of your heads. I saw it fly right out the back door there. Yeah, when you know you, who you are, he will know you as you are. But you're a son. You're not a servant. You're not a victim. You're not a, 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 a somebody standing on the street corner with a sign that says, God, give me $10. We'll work for food or whatever you do. Praise God. No, no, no. No, you're a son of the living God, and he's your father, and he loves you, and he wants, he wants to take care of you, but he can't do it if you keep blocking him by taking care of it yourself all the time. And it hasn't worked so far. It's stressed you out. It's made you fearful. It's worried you. It's all over you. It's all you can think about. You know, worry will take over your mind. You know, when they were trying to throw us out of a, a building way back when in a place, and they were having lawyers coming at me left and right trying to, try to throw me out, I mean, you know, that got in my head after a little while. Even as a pastor, and man, I was, I'd close my eyes, and I'd see us getting kicked out. I'd see us on the street. I'd see everybody coming to church, and nobody's there because we can't get in. I'd see, the more you think about this stuff, how I many you know it grows? The Bible says we observe to do. How I many you know observation will come to you as you fear and worry? And that fear will get on the inside. You'd be afraid of everything before long. Ever ran into somebody that's afraid of everything? Why is that? They develop that. 
They've got fear well-developed. They've got worry well-developed. It's in there. They left it in there. They keep going. They watch the news. You know, My mom now, she's 93 years old, or going to be 93 years old in May. But all she does now is sit in front of the TV and watch the news. So I tried to avoid the news, but every time I call her, I get caught up. with the news because it's gone in it's gone in it's gone in and that's what you talk look at what they're how about those balloons those balloons are up there in the air they're up there all over the place they're shooting down balloons it's gonna how about china and russia they're coming together it's gonna and how many know where she'd get that she'd pour it in and pour it in and pour it in and pour it in and that doesn't bring any any peace to you that doesn't bring any joy to you that doesn't help your worry situation your fear situation so basically what are we going to do we're going to grow into a period of sunshine we're going to start trusting our daddy and trusting our father for what he did, praise God. And, and what is the big thing in the kingdom? Thanksgiving. Amen. We thank him, like Jesus said, thank you that you've kept it from the other people and you're giving it to the babies. Thank you. So when a money problem comes up, we just say, thank God you've taken care of that, Daddy. Praise God, you filled my bottle, put the top on, and I'm ready to go. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you for healing my body, 2000. Thank you for loving me the way you, thank you for it. Now, oh, God, oh, God, 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 God. You can pray in the Holy Ghost in fear. Oh, they just bombed a building. No, no, we don't pray in fear. We pray in the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost knows what he's doing. He pray about it if that's what you want to pray about. But we don't have to be afraid of it. And I'll tell you, though, one of the best things for filling your church anymore is fear. You go to a prayer meeting before 9-11, you had three people there right after. You had about 63. Why? Scared the crap out of everybody, and they started going to church. Come on. Fear, fear is good. Sometimes it drives them back to church anyway because they think they better. If somebody blows me up, I want to be in right line with God when my building goes up or whatever. So fear will drive you back. But we don't have to live in fear in any single area of our life. We can live in joy, and we can live in peace, and we can live in these things. And you want to drain your joy? How many want to drain your joy? How many of you know how to drain your joy? Just start talking fear, worry, critical, and all that stuff, and it'll suck the joy right out of the inside of you, man. You want to walk around complaining. You want to walk around moaning. You're going to lose all the joy you got. But I'm going to walk in peace and joy. I've already made up my mind. I'm going to walk no matter what's going on around the world around me. I don't care. Things are coming. That's great. Praise God. But whatever they come, I'm ready for them because my Father is greater than all. Praise God. And he can do anything. He's above all, the Bible says, too. So you've got a father this morning. You've got someone who wants to change your thinking a little bit more to where you stop worrying, stop fearing, stop all those things, praise God. And, okay, let's just repent this morning. Father, I repent for the whole body this morning. So many times we worried and we not even trusted you as father. And then we wondered why you didn't do anything. And then we blamed you for it. And then we got mad at you. And then we didn't pray anymore. And we didn't do anything anymore. But we're going to stop that right now because we know that you love us so very much as you sent your only begotten son. I thank you that you love everybody in here, even though you love me a little bit more than everybody, Father. I just want to thank you. For all those that you love in here, and I just give you praise that we're now going to be able to detect worry, detect fear. We're going to keep it out of our minds and out of our mouth, and we're going to walk in a father-son relationship with you just the way you want it to do. You're pleased to give us the kingdom, then bless God. Please, everybody in here, praise God in yourself by pouring out your kingdom into our lives, and we thank you for it and give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, praise God. We'll see you Wednesday, 730.
shall be 